and welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John, aka the British rapper. I could never wife in op thought, straight on the horse like trot trot. I like my things and crowns and ball gowns, not jeans from Topshop. I skirt around town on a pony, got one called Edgar and Tony. Dated a thing called Tasha, had to dash her because the back was bony. Mm. It is Friday. June 4th? I don't know why I struggled so hard to say that. Because, <laughs> like, I'm looking at the date, little date thing at the bottom of my computer. Uh, you know, like, on, like, iOS devices, the calendar application shows the actual date. Like, a little flip calendar type deal. And so it has, like, the month at the top of it. But obviously it's the abbreviated version of the month. And it's pretty small because I have my, uh, my dock pretty small. And so, like, I was looking at it, and it was kind of looking like July. I don't know why that would confuse me, because I should know that we we're currently in June. It doesn't really matter what that says. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just messing with me. Whatever. Either way, hopefully you're having an absolutely amazing day, because it's Friday. Who doesn't enjoy Fridays? Everyone likes Fridays. Get a weekend. It was a short week, too. So, like, you had a short week, and then you get a nice weekend, and everything's great. So, yeah, hopefully you have an amazing day. My day? Going pretty well, actually. Pretty happy to say that. <laughs> Charlie's back to normal. Generally back to normal. He's back to his his old spry self, if you could say that. You know, he's having fun. He's not moping about. We were outside today playing, having a good time, throwing the ball around. He was, he was running, yipping, yapping. Is he barking right now? He's barking right now, so... <laughs> there you go. You know, he's back in good spirits when... When Charlie's barking at absolutely nothing going on outside. Uh, oh, there he goes. That's fun. Lovely. <laughs> uh, but of course, right? It's good days in good spirits. I'm in good spirits as well. I went to court today. And things went well, actually. So uh, last night, I uh, asked my parents like what I should do when I go to court. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly how things go in the rundown. And, you know, my dad's been tried for court before. So, you know, I think my mom's been tried for court before, too. I think they both, they, they both definitely have been tried for court before. They, they were giving me advice. And so, you know, they gave me the rundown of what I'm supposed to do. They're just like, plea, no low, and then explain to the judge why you're pleading no low, right? So the plea options you have are guilty, not guilty, or no low, a.k.a. no contest, which essentially means I'm not admitting guilt, also not admitting that I'm not guilty, but here's here's my what was the word I was gonna use? I don't know. Here's my qualms with this situation. I guess you can say. Uh, so so going in today, I had you know an idea of what I was going to do, but as I was sitting in the courtroom, like listening to the other people going before me, because like you get called into the main courtroom, you're not like, the only one in there. You're since it's like you're in a queue almost, uh, and your case is at the bottom of the stack as they go through them. And so you, you hear other cases that go before you and you hear other people going before you until you actually get to go. And so I was listening to other people going, all that good jazz, and the little guy inside of my head, he gave me a great idea. He was like, John, listen to this. What if, right, what if, hear me out here, don't say anything, just hear me out. What if we don't plea anything uh-huh follow this so we don't plea anything and then we just explain the defense straight up 
and then let the judge decide or, you know, give me guidance on to how I should proceed, on to which way I should plead. So that way I don't put myself into any legal situation because what I, what I saw was like people were pleading, pleading, blah, blah, pleading, that's a hard word. People were pleading no law or whatever, but they still had to pay the ticket, right? It was just like, it wasn't adding points to their license. So I was like, okay, so if I plead no law, like I'm still gonna pay this ticket, even after I explain it. Cause once, once I plead, like I have to check off the plea, sign the plea and then give it to the prosecutor. And then like, I'm bound to that plea after that, right? And like the judge, she was a very nice lady. Right. So I figured there was a chance that this could work. Right. Because one of the people before me kind of tried the same thing. But then he got shot down by the prosecutor because you pretty much you have to plead before you can give your defense. But like his situation was like way different than mine. So I figured, you know, it was worth a shot. We could see what happens. Why not? So when I got called to the podium. The prosecutor asked my plea and I pretty much really quickly <laughs> explained uh, the problem with the ticket before she could shoot me down and tell me I have to plead before I talk. And uh, the judge heard me out, which worked out pretty great. And she told me that it's pretty strong defense. And she recommends I take it to a bench trial and I can get, a t I can get an attorney uh, or I can represent myself. But with the latter option, I would be treated as a lawyer. But it's up to me, whichever one I want to do. So I agreed to it, got another court date, which is for next month. And I was on my way. I was high-fiving myself all the way to the car. Cause that was a genius play. That was smart. <laughs> Saved myself some bank. And also, one, it's not going to go on my license for any points. Two, don't even have to pay it. More than likely. <laughs> so, Because <laughs> my immune defense is pretty much uh, irrefutable. So, you know, not sweating anything about that. Uh, she's going to get nullified, I think. Yeah, pretty much how it works. Like, if I try... Uh, go to the trial, defend it. It should take like 45 seconds to defend because there's nothing you can say against it. Like the ticket's freaking written up wrong. So like, <laughs> just get me nullified. So in the end, it was a pretty smart play. Also, the bench trial will be presided. Pres I don't know, presided. Yeah, presided <laughs> by the judge that I had today because it was her that gave me the decision. So I'm going directly back to her. And she was really nice. She kind of, she, she, she seemed like a, genuinely nice lady she liked me i guess she asked if i was in school if i was working i was like i'm doing both asked where i went i said ggc she's like oh my daughter goes to ggc we're bonding <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was uh it was, a, it was an interesting time uh although like being in the courtroom so before my case was heard and after because afterwards i had to sit and wait for the clerk lady to get my paperwork to give me the new date for uh, my new court date and whatnot, and I had to sign that approving it. Uh, so I was in the courtroom for like, it's like me, I was off the podium for like the total of like maybe two minutes, right? I was in the courtroom for a total of like 30 to 40 minutes. So I heard like a lot of cases and like, bruh, <laughs> there was some crazy cases, dude. <laughs> like there's one kid, he was pretty young. He like only just turned about 18, right? And he got a ticket a speeding ticket super speeder ticket because he was going 115 freaking miles per hour in a 65 and this dude had the balls to plead nolo <laughs> i 
ends up the giant asked for like an explanation, and he said he was going the speed limit, and someone came up behind him, and he doesn't like being tailgated, so he sped up. And Ted was like, "Yeah, no, nah, that's not gonna work." <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, that's not gonna work. Here. You can't, you can't. No. <laughs> so he told him like he's gonna need a lawyer, essentially, and she'll give him a new court date to come back, and he should come back with a lawyer because like. If they prosecute his case because of his age, his license will be suspended for a good minute. And the kid said he's okay with that. Like, he's okay with license getting suspended. All he cares about is not paying the fine, which they didn't say the price of the fine. I had a super speeder before, although I was not going that fast. I was only going 17 over, and it cost me about 500 bucks because it was to 250 uh, to the county, then 250-ish, a little more, 260 to the state. So, like, total of 500 bucks. For him, I know he's definitely upwards of, like, six, seven, eight hundred. Because he was going, what, 115, 65, uh, 40, 50, 60 miles? Nope, it's 50 miles over. Like, that's madness. <laughs> that is just madness. And the judge was like, okay, so if we suspend your license, how do you plan on going to work? And he was like, I can use my family or Uber. And she was just like, nah, just get a lawyer, bruh. <laughs> I just get a lawyer and come back later. Because, like, your license being suspended might not be the only punishment, essentially, for him. Because, especially for his age, like, he could get a lot of bigger punishments. And, like, if I was in his position, personally, which I technically have been, just not at that, you know, degree, uh, I would just pay the ticket. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even have showed my face in court. Because, like, that's just asking for a harsher punishment. Just like this is what happened. Because if he just paid the ticket, right, did not go to court, I mean, his license still might got suspended. But, you know, he could have just paid it. would have been out of sight, out of mind. Maybe could have just gotten away with just getting the points on his license. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have gone to court about that one, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you want to argue that. Like, dude, you were going 50 miles over the speed limit. At night, no less. Like, come on now. You ain't getting away with that one. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, speaking of speeding, kind of pivoting away from that. So I watched this video today uh, about, like, uh, supercars and how you can buy supercars. Not because I'm going to buy a supercar, guys. It's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but just, you know, information. It was, like, a little more information and knowing things. And uh, I saw this part about Ferrari, and I went to research it myself a little bit as well so like it is really difficult to buy a new ferrari like like a brand new ferrari i didn't even know this like i, I mean I, I knew that you know ferrari were pretty exclusive i thought that was because of the price you know they're, they're dummy expensive uh like especially the limited runs those ones are dummy expensive so i figured like that was why it was so difficult to buy a ferrari but that is not the case so like to buy a new ferrari first off you can't even buy it like <laughs> Like, you have to be on, like, the preferred buyer's list. Because they only make a limited run of, like, the brand new special run Ferraris, right? So you have to be on the preferred buyer's list. Then you could buy it, right? But to be on the preferred buyer's list, you have to have previously owned several Ferraris, right? So then, besides that, so if let's say you've owned, like, one Ferrari, maybe two Ferraris. Now you're not, you're not, not you haven't owned a lot of Ferraris to really be up on the high up on the preferred buyers list. So you could also go to their sanctioned events. So like they have like racing events, like uh, 
I forgot the ones that they're called. F1, right? They have F1 racing events, you know, Ferrari races in the F1. You can go to those. You can go to their driving events. So, like, they have these these events once a year where, like, a bunch of Ferrari owners come together and just drive around together, do some long drives together. You can go to that. Uh, you can go to their press release events. So, you have to, like, go and network with people that, like, are bigger up in either on the preferred buyers list or, you know, well-known by Ferrari or to Ferrari people themselves. Like, it's a social aspect to it, more so than a money aspect to it. But the money aspect is obviously required because you are not going to these events if you ain't big balling, right? Like, <laughs> like you, you, have to, you have to have a little, little bread in your pocket to be doing this stuff. And essentially, like, their whole, their whole thing, their whole ethos to this is... Uh, they only want to sell Ferraris to, like, loyal Ferrari people. Like, uh, how, how can you say it? Essentially, they're checking to see your loyalty to the brand, right? Like, they only sell to people who are loyal to the brand. So, like, if you have purchased a Lamborghini or a McLaren in the past, because those two are considered rival brands for them, then you are very much so less likely to be put on the preferred buyers list. If you have, you know, bought from a rival brand or like if you flip supercars, right? So like if you buy cars and immediately sell them for, you know, monetary gain or whatever, essentially flipping like you flip a house, but flip supercars, you're not going to get put on the list because the whole point of the Ferrari is to be bought and to be owned and loved by its owner. And I'm like, dude, that's madness. <laughs> so essentially, watch this now. So like if you don't own a Ferrari, right, have never owned a Ferrari. Would you come up on some bread and you want to purchase a Ferrari? So you could like go to a Ferrari dealership, which there are very, very few of those. <laughs> you can go to one of those and you can tell them, like, hey, I'm looking to buy this new Ferrari. And what they will do is like if you do not, you know, have that loyalty to the brand yet, at least, they will not even show you a new Ferrari. Like, they will only sell you a used Ferrari, like an older model used Ferrari. And you have to buy that, drive that for a good minute, then buy another, and then do the other stuff, and hopefully you'll end up on preferred buyers. Because you can do all that stuff and still not end up on the list. Because essentially, Ferraris got to mess with you. Like, if they don't mess with you, it don't matter what you do. Like, <laughs> oh, that's madness, man. Like, jeez, that would have what a, like, elite, elitist club. But, hey, if you got the bread for it, you know, why not? Me, personally, I don't think I can ever own a Ferrari now. At least a brand-new Ferrari. Because, like, even if I had the bread on me, right, I don't. I just don't have brand loyalty like that. Like, well, do I? Nah, yeah. No. <laughs> not when it comes to vehicles, right? When it comes to tech, I have brand loyalty. Right? Eh, not even then. No, I don't. I don't. I have no brand loyalty anywhere. Yeah, do I? No, I don't. <laughs> I guess you could say, but the most loyal, the, most, the brand that I am the most loyal to, if anything, is Vans. Because I have so many pairs of Vans. It's not even necessarily because of the brand, though. It's because Vans are the most comfortable shoes for my feet. I guess you can say I'm an Apple loyalist. I'm an Apple sheep. But at the same time, like, Yes, I have pretty much all my devices are Apple devices. I still want a Windows device because I like gaming. So, like, <laughs> I'm not 
I'm not tied down to Apple. I'm deep in the ecosystem, but I still want to get a gaming PC. So, like, you know, I can't say I'm, like, really an Apple loyalist. Although, because I'm so deep in the ecosystem, when it comes to mobile devices, I literally cannot get another device besides an Apple device. I'm too deep in now. Like, <laughs> I'm way too deep. <laughs> oh, man, I've been going on for too long. Let's hop in this episode. So, as you can tell by the title, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> Pretty cut and dry. Uh, I decided to do this topic because, like, this is something that is somewhat very talked about. Uh, and usually only talked about in terms of females on the female side of things. Despite the fact that, like, this is an issue uh, with men just as much as it, was, as it is with females. So I kind of wanted to touch on, like, both sides of it. Uh, you know, it's kind of... You know, offer my point of view, right? Because, like, I mean, of course, like, I can rehash, like, all the stuff that I'm pretty sure everyone has already heard before. And I probably will a little bit, just because that's how things go in the end. But, you know, perhaps I can offer a bit of a different perspective. You know what I mean? Uh, if not that, then, you know, just let, let you hear this from one of your peers. Maybe that might have a better effect. I don't know. But uh, when it comes to beauty standards, right? This is a problem that is, like, most prevalent during this time of year especially. As the weather begins to, you know, heat up and COVID restrictions are lightening up, you know, people are going out to the beach. And the question that many of us have been hearing leading up to this is, like, do you have your summer body ready? Like, is your summer body ready? Do you have your summer body? All that good jazz. And... Let me just say that right out of the gate, right? There is no such thing as a summer body, okay? The body you have is your summer body, as well as your winter body, as well as your fall body. You don't need to change it in order to please anyone unless you want to change it for yourself, right? If you want to change it to please yourself, good for you, right? You should never go to the gym or work out for anyone else but yourself. Besides that, like, all your efforts will essentially just be in vain because you will never please everyone. And, you know, you will never look uh, like, like the people in the pictures. And this goes for men and women, right? And we, we all know by this point that, you know, those pictures uh, are, are heavily edited, heavily shopped. And yet, despite that fact, the fact that we know that, you know, we still try and compare ourselves to them. We still try to compare ourselves to the photos, uh, to the stuff we see uh, in magazines. No, people don't read freaking magazines. To the stuff we see <laughs> on social media and things like that. Uh, or, or we fall into this mindset of like, you know, girls don't like me or, or guys don't like me because of my body, right? Which is such a negative and degrading mindset, right? Because most likely, they don't like you because you freaking suck as a human being. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm messing, I'm messing. Relax, relax. But really, though, like, you should never change yourself for the sake of a relationship just in general, right? And this goes beyond, you know, just your body. You should never change any part of you uh, physically, uh, personality-wise, anything. Change your likes or dislikes for the sake of a relationship, you should be going in as you are, and the person should appreciate you for who you are, 
not for who they want you to be, and you shouldn't try to force yourself to be who they want you to be. But that uh, is beside the point. Uh, to to kind of hit on more of the male side of things, right? As a guy, I know that like we don't like to admit that we are self-conscious about our bodies or how we look, uh, but you know it's true that most of us do and most of us are self-conscious about those things especially when you're young like around my age or you know in that same kind of age range uh because like as a guy you know we talk a big game right but most of the time it's just uh just like a facade because just like how it's talked about that girls compare themselves to shop pictures and models and celebrities we do the same essentially everyone does it right and to the people that say, well, you know, there's not as much pressure on a guy to look a certain way as there is for females. Well, guess what? You're all the way wrong, okay? <laughs> also, just besides that, can we stop just, you know, trying to compete for who has the hardest struggle and just acknowledge the fact that we're all struggling in our own ways, you know? And maybe, just maybe, just, you know, help each other with said struggles instead of competing and downplaying each other's struggle for the sake of saying we have it worse. Perhaps that would be a more productive thing to do. I don't know. Because we're all struggling, right? So how about we just struggle together? And then we can get through it quicker instead of struggling on our own because people downplay our struggle. I don't know. Just a thought. But uh, as a guy, anyways, you know, there is a lot of pressure to look a certain way, right? Because, like, in our heads, we're, like, all competing for the same things, right? And to be, you know, that, you know, popping guy or whatever, you have to, you know, look a certain way or act a certain way or make a certain amount of money or, you know, you're not considered a man if you don't do any of those things or if you show emotions or anything like that, right? And all of that is just a load of BS, right? Understand this. You don't need any outside validation of your manhood, right? All you need is your own validation, and that's it. And the same goes for females as well, right? You don't need anyone else to validate who you are as a person. Because, uh, like, it's like, you know, society's expectations, like, they will change with the times, as it always has before, uh, as, as it always will in the future, right? If you spend all of your time trying to fit into, you know, that ever-changing mold, then you will never spend any time being who you are supposed to be, right? There's only one version of you, so, like, there's no point in trying to become a copy of someone else, because, as we all know, the original will always be better than the copy, so there's no point in wasting your time trying to be a copy, Right? You are meant to be, or no, you are not meant to be, wait, what was I just saying in my head? Yes, you are not meant to be uh, like everyone else, right? You're not meant to be a copy of anyone else. No one is, just in general. You're supposed to be who you are, right? You don't need to dick ride trends for popularity. You know, how about instead you just create your own trends, walk your own path. Do your own trail. And this is actually something that I talked about, like, uh, I think in March, yeah, back in March, in the How to Go Viral episode, right? You can either do what no one else has done 
and be who no one else has seen. Or you can try and be a B-grade copy version of someone else, right? And on that note, going viral or becoming popular shouldn't take precedence over morals, right? Sure, you can get a lot of likes by showing your body on social media, but like, is that really who you want to be? You know, and if the answer is yes, then hey, sure, you know, do it, do it right way, do. Taste your own, keep at it, and hey, you do you. But you know, understand that the internet is forever, so you know, that will follow you for the rest of your life and even beyond that, because the internet will be here when you're not here. So like, really ask yourself: Are likes by random people on the internet really worth that? Right, and to everyone that says, ah, you know, we're doing it for fun, it's a trend, it's kind of like that, okay, okay, sure. But if we ever come back to bite you in the future, just remember, it was just a trend, we're just doing it for fun, just saying, just saying. Now, now, understand what I'm saying, though, understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't have fun, right? I'm not saying don't dance online, I'm not saying don't do whatever you want to do, right? I'm saying just be conscious of what you're doing, because everything, every, everything plays out in the end, right? There's repercussions to every action, even if you don't see them now, you will more than likely see them in the future. So just be conscious of what you're doing, but still have fun. Still do, still, still do fun stuff, right? <laughs> I, 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 essentially, the moral, right, of what I'm saying, the entirety of what I'm saying, this entire episode. Right, it's, it's pretty much this. Firstly, firstly, love yourself because no one can love you more than you love you. I've said it before, I will keep on saying it forever and ever because it is a fact. No one can love you more than you love you. So if you want to be loved by others, gotta love yourself first. And secondly, don't let anyone tell you how you should look, right? The golden standard for how you should look is however you want to look, okay? You don't need to change it to fit into any mold or to look like anyone else. Just be you and enjoy it. And go out to the beach and wear what you want to wear. Soak up some sun. Tan up your skin. Just have a good time being yourself. But if you like today's episode, if you know the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, all that good jazz. Let me know that you like it. Of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends because good friends give friends good things and you want to be a good friend so give your friend a good thing who doesn't want to share a little bit of positivity with their friends hopefully this was positive i think this is a pretty positive episode you know when to start off your weekend with some positivity you know brighten your day a little bit make you feel a little good i don't know i'll try my best and if it did share it with your friends because you want your friends to be happy and positive as well good things come from good friends be a good friend. Either way, if you want to follow me on social media, it is at guy that I had on the IGs. And as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. And yeah, hope you have an absolutely amazing day. And I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.